Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to Out of Oz, a Building 28 Church podcast where we confront the fantasies and fallacies of modern day Christian culture with compaction, compaction, (laughs) conviction, and courage. I am your guest host, Peter Traeger. You're not a guest. Happy to be here again, once in a while, making an appearance here to make Jeffrey happy. We got superpowers. With me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, the guy I love, Aaron Curran. And the some inkling, of our, some of our the good inkling friends. himself. Yeah. Is that because of tattoos, or is there like a different thing that has to do? Oh, with that? it's very well. I think you say both, well, both, both. And completing the, the unholy trinity is to Adam Powers over here, <laughs> and then we got the pristine Miss Danielle Van, and we're talking about manifesting today. So, manifestation is the idea of bringing something you want, or you should say need, into existence <laughs> through aspirational thought pract- practices. This mind ritual is touted by people like Oprah, prominent wellness publications and social media influencers all over the world. For Christian and non-Christian alike, this idea seems, well, for some Christians and some non-Christians, it seems delightful, who wouldn't want to gain the desires of their hearts through exercising a pattern of thoughts. But what spiritual implications does this have, if any? Should Christians practice manifestations? Is it biblical? Is it anti-biblical? Is it somewhere in between? So to answer all those questions today, we're here. All right. Right. And I think this this one is an easy one to start off with because the most important thing to discuss whether or not there are issues with manifestation or name it, claim it, as it's been called in the past. Are there issues with this for Christians? I think we need to define manifestation, define name it, claim it, because wanting the desires of your heart or asking for the desires of your heart, whether it's a need or a want, I think that getting what we're actually defining as the term and the action manifestation is important. Words are important. Definitions are important, like we always say. So Adam, how would you define manifestation in this context? In the popular context with how it's used based on our questions and the questions that we've received from our viewers, it seems to be the practice of using our words to speak things into existence that were not there beforehand, that we then from such things coming into existence, soothe us and give us peace and seem to meet a great need that is present in the heart. Is that a good definition? I think that's the problem with this is that it's all over the map. It's just all over the map. Like, yeah. I mean, Well, how would you define it? I mean, how I would define it is yeah. probably not how a lot of people. So if you define it a certain way, then, okay, it could be like acceptable. Yeah. But if you define it how like kind of the Bethel crowd of people the really subjective, I would say, Pentecostalism within Christianity is defining it and how it's catching on or how Oprah would define it. It is more than just, so there is something to be said for like positive thinking, which I don't have much of in my life, right? Good personally. vibes only. Yeah, yeah. Good there's, vibes only. There's I get some, that a there, lot. There, there, but there is something to be said for the legitimacy of that psychologically that, you know, there people want to be around you more and there's a better chance of landing a job if, you know, like things like that. So we're not taking all that away. The, the reaction within reform world is to, is to go the complete opposite direction of some of this. But I think generally speaking, manifesting is, and, and oftentimes it's really tied to the temporal or the monetary. So it's like, if I want a, a hot husband or I want a faster car, or I want an extra million dollars a year, then what I can do is I can 
either vocalize that or maybe I don't even have to vocalize it. I can just believe that's going to happen. I can just put that thought out there and make it happen through my own powerful psyche and willpower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I understand it. That's how it's come to that's me. That's probably most of a time, more on the ground definition. Which is just better than mine. Dumb. Like at the end of the day. But <laughs> we I mean, gotta, say it. It. We gotta say it. Danny, hey. do you have anything to add to the definition of yeah. how you think about it? Um no, I think those definitions are Oh my gosh, how many That's so embarrassing. Oh, I remember my first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me more times than it should. Um, anyways, sorry. Let me get back on track. But yeah, those definitions were- manifest the distractions away. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Need my tongues. No more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the kind of manifestation that I've seen on like social media and then like, like popular singers like make songs about it and like they talk about how they manifested their wealth and their success and stuff. It's just like that. Like, I know a girl on social media that, like, wrote in her manifestation journal that, like, she would get her dream house. And then she did. And, like, a there's lot a of journal? it is, like, yes, Candy. there's a manifestation journal. Really? Okay. It helps. It, like, Dude, we ought to start that line. brings your power more. Wow. I think the main issue is if you think that based on something you do, if you believe hard enough or say it enough or write it down or do enough things then you will cause the outcome, mm-hmm. right? I think that that has to be in the definition if we're going to talk about it as dumb and sinful and whatever, because I do think that there are some discussions or arguments or conversations that can be had with Christians that there are elements of manifestation and faith that can get to that level that can make it confusing for them. So I think if yeah, we want to get the sure. jokes out of the way of yeah. a manifestation journal and if you believe it, you can achieve it and... What is it? The whatever the line is. Name, name it, it, claim name. it. Like yeah. I mean, it, we can get the get that out of the way that that's not biblical, right? I mean, there's no there's no biblical backing for just because you say something or want something, it's going to happen. Just because you're a Christian, something good's going to happen to you. You preach on this all the time. Yeah. Prosperity yeah. gospel is not a real thing. Well, earthly prosperity, right? Heavenly well, prosperity. Here, here, here's a popular example. I just searched manifestation on Instagram. Came up with an account here has over. Near 3,000 likes, almost 600 comments. Everything is falling into place for you. Even that one thing you're nervous and anxious about, you are exactly where you need to be. Type 1111 if you believe. If you don't angel type 1111, you're in trouble. Those are angel numbers? Those are angel numbers. Wow, I'm so glad we have really? Danny here because we would have no idea how this social yeah. media... Th- it I don't is know a huge is. thing. I'm well, serious. Yeah. Oh, I, I know it is. Like, I've been reading about it. I read a book last night about Spirituality and positive affirmation. Meditation... A lot of hashtags. So what they're wow. what they're doing? I mean, if we're honest, they're taking something that's legitimate. Yeah, like, like we said, mm-hmm. like exactly. psych- psychology is legitimate. Yeah, like like where how you wire your mind, or even like um, what we can do is be like, no, no, God's the one who does all this stuff. But yet, this, at the same time, we understand you need to work and you mm-hmm. need to work hard and you need to discipline yourself and you need to learn and grow. Uh, and you need to work out and you need to do these things that we understand you need to do, and you're gonna have a more, temporally speaking, successful life huh. by and large, typically. And so, but they're doing, what they're doing is they're taking that and they're kind of putting it on steroids and they're taking it someplace that is irrational and it's just not, you can't find one uh, historic example throughout church history of it at yeah. all. And, um, or at least not a, any type of good one. Go, going through here, scrolling, I mean, there's, there's not one negative comment on here like, hey, what you're doing is bad. Stop what you're doing. Because then you're a jerk if you do that on social yeah, media. Like, so I wouldn't advise somebody nothing is No, 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 no. That's not... Oh, that's, sorry. Sorry, that's not it. Out of bounds. <laughs> they have... The person who posts that manifested that no negativity would come in. So, yeah. so it's not allowed to come in. There but, it is. But here's my point. Like, Those don't no get bad likes. That's, that's problematic. Well, I guess they could be deleted, but that's problematic for obvious reasons that could lead to depression and you thinking you're not believing enough and you putting it all on you. And 
that type of stuff is problematic. I don't necessarily know if that has a biblical or Christian background, which I think is the more interesting discussion to me. I don't know if you agree. Like, do you want to go through like how non-Christians deal with this and why? Because I think the, the really important discussion here is for Christians. Like, because you're going to say, they're the ones asking the question and you're going to say, Oh no, it's because I, it's because of God. That's why it's because of God, but I still need to do this X, Y, and Z. And when we speak about it in a Christian format or forum, it's not new, right? Like, I mean, this is, this type of thing has been around forever. There's always been tricks and gimmicks like, like this throughout Christianity, but there's always been a wizard in Oz. There's a, there, there have, but they're always fads and they fall away, but then something else kind of rises up. Repackaged. Yeah, it's repackaged. Modern and, way. Mm-hmm. And it comes on the scene and it really, uh, I mean, I think, I think for Christians, one of the ways we think, have to think about this is what's on un- the undercurrent? Like what's under, uh, what's at the bottom of it? Because huh. it's, it seems like humanism just repackaged again. Does like it? that's really what it is. Okay. It's, it's, I can be my own master. Yeah. I can create my own destiny. I can... Which, once again, in a way you can, in a very, like, secondary way, like, meaning, like, hey, work hard and land the job and whatever, like, be nice and find a spouse, what, you know, that, but this is far more than that. It is, I can dictate the course of my life, I can, I can manifest cancer away, yeah. I can manifest the resurrection of the dead, somebody who's died, which doesn't happen, but they say they can do that. So, the undercurrent is really about a heavy reliance on self, a heavy... The, the guidance is what's going to make me happy? What's going to bring me what I want? And so in those ways, philosophically, it's very anti-Christian. And what you're, de- what you, how you just defined it goes back to literally Adam and yeah. even Lucifer, say, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, like Wasn't it goes all the way back. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Did this God isn't something really that's really give you a negative command. How dare he tell you to not do something? But, I mean, I think it's more than that. It's 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 self sovereignty. It's the right. it's yeah. the what did Lucifer say? I will be like God. What did Adam yeah. and Eve say? Or when Satan tempted them, hey, you can be like God. Like that's what hmm. this really is. Like yeah. I by manifesting, I can be like God. Yes, yes, and amen. I, I think that's it. I can be like God. No, 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 oh, no. Not that. Okay. No, Definitely everything not. you're saying, I want to affirm and be very positive about in my thinking and your thinking. But perhaps there's also another element here under the surface. I mean, we've had people in our own congregation who struggle with things like cancer and things like this. And for the fear of what might happen to them dying from cancer, this looks very appealing. And the root of it might be some of what you're saying, but the root of their insecurity is really fear of what may happen. And then they're putting their hope and it's almost like a false peace and a false savior running to something that might give them a kind of security, but in the end, it's just going to further disappoint and disillusion, Yeah, perhaps. It's like why we do this podcast, right? Hmm. If I have a trial coming up, I'll listen to continuing legal education podcasts or read articles very differently because I'm preparing for that trial. And I'm like, okay, now, now this makes sense. If I'm just sitting in one and it's like, I don't have a trial coming up, like, and they're talking about opening statements, I don't know, whatever, I'll pay attention. But then when you're on your deathbed, now you're like, okay, I need to think, is this stuff real or can I manifest it? But we need to think about this now. Yeah. Think about how, what God's character is like and what our Christian life is like and why bad things happen to good people now so that when it does happen to us, we don't flip our thinking into something like this, cause depression, cause our families to be depressed or think that I don't have enough faith or there's some sin in my life and that's why I'm dying of cancer, which is the way I've seen 
I don't know if we're calling that manifestation, but that's where I've seen this be most damaging. So I think it bleeds into so much stuff. Correct. Like yeah. just, it just kind of has, as I was talking, I was like, don't we do that same thing with prayer a lot of times? Mm-hmm. We pray. We're like, oh, I have cancer. I pray. And I think God's a genie in a bottle who's going to do that. And then when mm-hmm. he doesn't, I'm like so disappointed and right. disillusioned with him. That must I'm not like, be the God I believe. Yeah, must not be the God. So it's, that's a different thinking, form of manifesting. Like we take prayer and make right. it a form of man. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. not thy will be done, but my will be done. That's what prayer really is. Or maybe about. that's just his will. <laughs> you yeah, know no, what no, I mean? No, no. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I agree Yikes. way more than, Yikes. I mean, I think that we are so, I, the manifestation mm. is just one, one spoke of the hub of that we have made Christianity all about us and not mm. it's all about us, but all about us temporally and what I want now yeah. in this moment. Yeah. And that's, and everything bleeds out from that. Huh. And so manifesting comes from that where it's like, because we've oriented Christianity in our day, just be. It is all about me right now. Like this is the most important generation ever. And nice another thing about this. What what I if, thought Tom Brokaw said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what if have Christians been like it's easy for us to be snarky? Like obviously I'm an I'm a cheeky. I don't manifest probably because I'm not even a positive person. But like have Christians just been missing this huge piece of Christianity for the last two thousand years? Like meaning that expand. Like meaning that if we could manifest, if you could manifest, oh, the church just hasn't been doing it. For, <laughs> oh gosh, the church. Yeah. Had, no, I'm saying like, like that's a legitimate question Whoa. for the person who's manifesting. Talk about is, chronological snobbery. How, how did we get on this plane where we're mm. like, in the last ten years, twenty years, we have discovered something that mm. Christians have never done before? That's that's craziness right there, right? So and look at the Bible times. I mean, like the. You think they would have manifested things to go a little differently than they did? You think Jesus may have manifested something? Peter hanging on a cross upside down. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think they would have manifested things, you know, a little bit differently. So I'm glad Peter's taking this here because the the biblical side of this is where we have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because as hokey or dumb or stupid as we might think it is, the resurrection is hokey and dumb and stupid if it didn't happen. Narnia is real and there really is magic. Dude, don't even get me started, okay? Like, don't even get me started. But the magic doesn't look like what we're talking about. Yeah. Right? What let's, I'm, not, let's not take it off course. What, no, what? no. This is totally on course. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I agree. It's for a different podcast. Um, but what I'm, what I'm saying is there are a lot of things about our Christian faith that are stupid if they were not real. Like yeah. if if, yeah. if the resurrection, yeah. if we're believing in a risen Savior who didn't rise, like that, we're crazy. We're of all Paul people most that, to like, be we're, we're crazy. Mm-hmm. But it did happen, historically yeah. verified. So as hokey as manifestation sounds, if it could be verified... Uh, if it's biblically supported, if it's historically substantiated, then we need to talk about that stuff. Because just because we think something's hokey mm. doesn't mean it's not legitimate. Danny, do you think there are things in the Bible that Christians can actually look at and make them think this is real? And like you can manifest manifest things and you should manifest things to happen. Well, okay, that's what I was going to say. No offense to whoever's asking, whoever submitted these questions. But I feel like, okay, manifestation is a very big like buzzword thing on social media mm-hmm. and culture, especially for like my generation and then the generation above me. Like, I mean, not our generation. Is that what you meant by my generation? I don't even, I'm not even part of a generation. Yeah, so. I'm not really sure what you <laughs> meant by that. You guys are she old. looked it right was, at me when she said that. I'm a child. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. It's actually on Her me. Her play school phone went off a few minutes ago. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but... Yeah, so it's a big thing right now, and I think it's only infiltrating the kind of Christians that don't really, like, know what they're talking about, to be honest. Like, I feel like for any person— live at a distance from their Bibles. Right. Yeah, any Christian who's, like, knows the Word, even, like, on a surface level, I feel like would be able to shoot this down pretty easily. But I think it's for, like, the younger generation like me that maybe be new Christians or just immature in general, where it's so prevalent in culture and all their friends are doing it, and they're like— it worked for me this one time and it was just a fluke or they just worked hard and then they're well, like, maybe I should like, do that too. Happen. Yeah. What about the, 
lame man at the gate beautiful okay so so hold on before you get to that yeah because i i honestly because they're that's what they're gonna be saying that's it's what I, like, yeah, I do yeah. know my bible what the about the lame man do. at the gate beautiful like what about the god the, yeah the, the but and that's what i was gonna say i think that you're right only when we talk about the people that are trying to manifest the big influencer house mm-hmm. in utah or like you know the new car you know? or the job <laughs> i agree with you there those people if, if you look at your bible but there are big mega churches that just preach this stuff. So, but I mean, if you really dig into your Bible, you can see that like, that's not really how it works. But I do think with healing yeah. and and mm-hmm. things that are even positive and even Christ seem Christ-centered, like manifest that I would stop this sin. I'm just going to, if I think about it hard enough and just say, I'm going to stop the sin, it must happen. And if it doesn't, God must not be mm-hmm. wanting it or whatever. I think that is where there can be stronger Christians that are in their Bible that can come to some confusion. So I'm wondering, if, is there anything in the Bible that you guys see that could make them think that? Sure. I agree. Yeah, sure. I think I think it's easy to make the Bible say whatever you want it to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's so, talk about yeah, some of those yeah. passages and why yeah. maybe that's not what it says. You want it? You want it, Powers? Well, mm, sure. From the very first page of Scripture, we do see manifestation, but we see that it's only God who can do it. Mm-hmm. God is the one who creates everything ex nihilo from nothing. He's the one who speaks things with his word into existence. And he's the one in the fullness of the time. His very word came and was wrapped in flesh here and walked among us, lived for us, died for us, rose for us, ascended for us, and is coming back for us. He's the one who can speak these things. And he gives power by his spirit for his followers to walk in the power of the spirit but this is where I want to make a distinction. Unlike Benny Hinn, who says Christians are that in my little Christs, right? right? We do what he does. We say, okay, there's just like the devil, there's, there's, there's half truth here. We are to look like Christ, to grow in the image of Christ, but that does not mean we are Christ. There's a huge distinction that we will have forever in all eternity future of what we are and what we're not. In some ways. Mm-hmm. Expand. Oh, I mean, like, obviously we are Christ imputed, like imputed. Yes. And so I, I don't, I'm just trying to like clarify for people who are like, well, hold on just a second. I thought we had the righteousness of Christ. We do. <laughs> right. That's not what Benny Hinn's arguing for. An alien righteousness. Like, he's, he's arguing for the power of mm-hmm. Christ, uh, yeah. the, the minor deification of right. ourselves. Which is what the manifesting kind imputed righteousness yeah. brings with it, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I don't know where they're all going to go and we just sit here forever and try to pick apart their verses. Um, but I know that Romans 8, 28 is one of them for the manifesting crowd. How so? That, that we know that God works all things good for good to those who love God. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they take that once again, and they kind of bastardize that into the good is this temporal, physical, whatever I want good to be. Really? And so what, what they'll argue, what they'll argue, because I want to be fair to them, is they'll argue, we don't have the same, at least some of them. I'm not uh-huh. talking about like the, the far lunatic crowd. I'm talking about the, maybe like the ones we know the ones and who love. Like, yeah. More yeah. probably like sure. struggle with this would say we derive the power from God. So we're not, we don't have the ability ex nihilo to speak out of nothing, mm-hmm. but we derive. And I, I just finished a book, amazing book called Rembrandt is in the wind. And he basically is mm-hmm. arguing great guy saying that we have, we are little creators, like sub creators, sub creators. Yeah. And that we don't, and I agree with this. We don't create anything out of nothing. We create it from God's creation, Amen. but we're supposed to like, Amen echo his creation right that's all fine and good like well we, affir- we affirm amen. that amen and so if we're if that's the way you're taking manifestation is like so god has given us because we're we're manifesting in a way when we stand up and preach on sundays like in a form in the sense of we're encouraging we're inspiring we are 
calling for transformation. Yeah. So we're proclaiming yeah. truth, but we're de- we've derived all that authority from God. Right. So I want to be careful because like some people, the arguments that are going to come are going to be nuanced in this in this conversation, and all of that is true, and all that's true. But when Paul says that all things work together for good, Danny said the people who like know the the word are not going to be as deceived by this. And one of the fundamental laws of biblical study of hermeneutics is interpreting things in context. Mm-hmm. So the good in Romans 8, 28 has to be understood contextually. And any theologian worth their saw is going to go, it's conformity to Jesus. Like but that's, even the, that's what he's saying. That the good is your, whatever happens in your life, God, by his power, is going to take you and make you more like Jesus in verse 29. Totally. So like, yeah. So I'm like, just totally. like, that doesn't even need to be like controversial. It's just, we don't have to take scripture and make it say whatever we want. We can just believe what it says con- in with context. Because people will be like, well, that's just your interpretation. No, that's the interpretation. Like you just let scripture the interpret answer. itself. And like, even in that verse that she said, God's the one doing the work. He's doing the work. We're yeah. not the ones like, doing the work. God, he works all we're things. We're passive like, in we're that. Not, we're not doing that. So Yeah. And, but I do think, and the other the other references that I've just seen are people who would take these miraculous occurrences in the book of Acts. Like Peter said, where they're not like, hey, give me this mansion or give me this this spiffy chariot over here, like, or I just, I, I'm going to manifest that. It's, it's manifested for the things that we would say God wants, the kingdom coming to earth, mm-hmm. like healing taking place, yeah. restoration of all things, a better marriage. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with writing down goals. Yeah. Know, yeah trying yeah. to achieve yeah. those goals. That's not what we're talking Amen. about. No, not, not at all. Amen. But when, but when we're saying, once again, biblically understood there, and this is a whole different conversation as well, but there was a power manifest before the end of the Judaic Aeon that is that is not the same today. So meaning that the to show the world that the that Jesus was Messiah, yeah, he signs gifted and wonders. the apostles yeah. signs and wonders that are at the very least not nearly as prevalent today mm. as it was. History just tells us that the apostolic age is over. The apostolic age is over. There's no apostles like there were in the first centuries. Yeah. That's another podcast. Right. And so once again, you just look at this stuff and you go, where's the church historically landed on interpreting these passages and where right. we're supposed to be here in the new covenant, right. post-Judaic Aeon, post-fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD? Where are we now? And then you just walk away with hopefully, not with a callous approach, but with an astute approach, a deeper faith in God, but still with the capacity to say, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try to be kind to people and I'm going to be intelligent about things as best as I can with the brain God's given me yeah. to parse through this stuff and to make an impact in the world for yeah. God's glory while also taking responsibility. It's, it's easy for us in the reform world to offload our responsibility and the God is in contradiction to, <laughs> oh, it's not me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the ex Nilo. He is. I just, I can just sit back and do nothing now. And I'll just pray hard and God will give me a job or he'll heal my mom from cancer or whatever. We don't do and that with our food. We don't do that with anything. We, actually put we it don't in do our that mouth. with anything. And so that's not the antithesis <laughs> of wrong. Yeah. Right. The, the opposite of wrong theologically is very rarely right. Yeah. Like right is somewhere above the wrong. Mm-hmm. Like as Christians, we go to one extreme to the other. And right is found in the pages of scripture, yeah. not, in, not in a negative reaction to mm-hmm. something like manifesting. I just wanted to give us a little more chewing because I just, you were talking about the reference. There's this Instagram account called Daily Prophetic, not to put it on blast, but also Jeez. to put go, it on go blast. Go and follow. Go because follow. Nope. it's bad. <laughs> and I actually have people, I know that, follow it. Um, and it says, in the month of August, I declare that weariness is lifting, heaviness is shifting, Fogginess is dispersing, confusion is leaving, strongholds are shattering, enemies are scattering, angels are ministering. And the references are... Can you read that for our call to worship tonight? Yeah. That'd be great. That's a good, like, little... 
poemy feel. It's, it's amazing how that manifestation also rhymed. Yeah, that's awesome. They have references, and it's Romans eight thirty seven. We're more than conquerors. First Corinthians fifteen fifty seven. Oh. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so sorry, I'm, I'm being we smart. Have the I'm being smart here. Yeah. Let's just take I have Ro- friends that follow this take- too. Oh. Really, this is this is insane. Really, really quick. Let's take, really, I'm just really this let's take Romans eight thirty seven because that's great. Because that's a that's a great one. We are more than conquerors, Adam. Sorry. That, yes. that means you can manifest whatever because you're more than a conqueror. Uh-huh. Is, that, is that what it means in Romans 8? What is Romans 8, 30 through 39 talking about? <laughs> the love of Christ that we can't be separated from, that yeah. no matter what happens in yeah. this life, not just on the hills of 28 and 29 there, obviously, yeah. that no matter what, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our yeah. Lord. It has nothing to do with my power to do something. Mm-hmm. Which, it's that which, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. Which in the like, context... The interpretation talks about us being killed like sheep and dying <laughs> We're being all, slaughtered day all the day long. Yes. Hey, chalk that one up for prophetic ministries. Hey, guys, <laughs> how, how, how about 835? What was well, who wrote the book? The most, the hey, most misused <laughs> Bible verses or whatever. Who wrote that book? Isn't it somebody we know? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Hop, Bar. Oh yeah, Eric. Yeah, 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 Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wrote that book. Yeah, the most misused. It was, it was almost funny like that to see how people use it. Okay. But I have a real one. Okay. That I, when I was younger, you manifested. No. Okay. Uh, when I was younger, Uh-oh. I did struggle with what this meant and I would never have called it manifestation or anything like that. But let's talk a little bit about manifestation through prayer or through yeah. faith. Okay. So like you can tell yourself that you are praying and asking God for this and the verses is Mark 11, 23 and 24. So truly, I tell you that if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and has no doubt in his heart, but believes it, it w- that it will happen, it will be done for him. And then 24, this is the one. And I, I know that this was thrown at me at chapel and stuff coming growing up. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Which if you just grammatically read that or break yep, down that verse, it sounds like if you don't receive it, that means you did not believe that you were going to receive it, meaning there was an issue with the way that you prayed or your faith or your heart. And if you fix your heart or your prayer or your words, then whatever you want's coming. It doesn't read to me like how we know what the Bible says and how God works. So explaining the context of that, I think would be helpful because I've, I've heard a lot of people say that. And that's really what I've gotten from family members and friends that have really felt like they believe they're Christians, they know the Bible, and they believe that there was some sin in somebody's life or that they didn't believe hard enough and a person died that they were praying for to be healed miraculously. Or, I mean, I'm going to lob a couple more out there, Luke 11, 8, 9, where the widow is coming to the judge and Jesus is using this as an example. And he says, though the judge will not rise and give her because... She is his friend, yet because of her persistent asking, um, he'll give her whatever yeah. exactly. she wants. Yep. Therefore, yeah. Yeah. And you'll be giving you, seeking you, shall find. Or almost J- like James, nagging is James a good 4 3, thing. the effectual fervent prayer of righteous. I think it's James 4 3. Yeah. The effectual fervent sure. prayer of righteousness accomplishes much. Yeah. Yeah. Or in James 5, the prayer of faith shall save the sick, will save the sick. So, mm-hmm. so there are these verses that we have to wrestle with. And here's, here's the deal before Adam unpacks all these yeah. as, as a theological <laughs> wizard that he is. The problem is. This is why part of the atheist crowd mocks us because they clearly don't work like they appear on the surface. Like they, the, the sick is not always healed. The Christians don't get whatever they ask for. So is the Bible wrong? Clearly, we know it's not. Or does it mean something different than wh- how we would take it on the surface? 
Now, the wizard. Nah. Gandalf's here? <laughs> yeah. Dumbledore? No, what 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 you said is spot on. It's it it's it's not wrong. It just means something different. I mean, to take Peter's passage in Mark 11, but therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. The context determines meaning. And it just so happens that we're right square in the passage of the lessons that we're supposed to learn when Jesus curses the fig tree. And he begins the fig tree in verse 12 to 14. That's when he curses it. Then the middle chunk in verse 15 to 19 is Jesus cleansing the temple. Then we get the lessons from the fig tree the next day. Uh, Mark and Luke do this intentionally with the fig tree to teach us that the fig tree and the temple might have the appearance, because the fig tree had the leaves, which in their culture, this fig tree, the leaves meant that there should have been figs on the tree. So just like the fig tree had the appearance like it was bearing fruit, the temple has the appearance like it is a place of worship, but there's no fruit, there's no worship happening. And that's why Jesus curses the fig tree. That's why he flips the tables in the temple, because the exterior appearance does not match the interior rottenness that's present going on, which then the remedy is a humble dependence on God in prayer, which is where that verse comes in. That's what we're supposed to glean from that verse. It's not just some magic formula that if we do it, regardless of what our heart looks like, we're going to get whatever we want. To me, I've also, and I want to hear what Aaron has to say about this, but it's also like in my estimation or when my, I think about it now, it's have a real prayer life. Like not just like bless us with our body and then, okay. <laughs> it's like, think about what you're yeah. praying for. Yeah. Really believe that, right. that God can do it. And that when you ask for his will, that's what you want. And that's what he's going to do. And that, you know, like it's, it's more of a thought process on how to pray to me too. When I read that now, that's but. it. I mean, Pr- prayer is not a conversation between equals. Mm-hmm. And this is what's so stupid. Like is that we have just, we've just taken everything We've made everything like memeable, you know, like, like it's just, it's like, just let's take one verse and create a meme out of it and base a whole theology off of it. Hmm. So Same like, way they destroy and cancel people by clipping one thing they say out of context yeah, yeah. out of a like, video oh. or podcast. Like, but, you hey, can do that with my sermons So that's how they can long. cancel Jesus. Like we can cancel him by yeah. taking one thing or, you know, and so I'm just going to have Danny because she's very astute. She's an interpret Luke 11 for us where the widow is coming to the judge. This analogy Jesus given, by the way, right after the model prayer, how would be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. So that should guide us. Like, how are we supposed to pray? Your kingdom come, your will be done. That's what we're supposed to be asking for. But more than that, here you go, Dan. Ready? So, and I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. That's what he's saying. And then he says this. Right? Verse 8, or verse 9, I'm sorry, Luke 11. And I tell you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be open. You for everyone who asks receives. And the one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, it will be open. Awesome. What father among you? So he's using a physical example. If his son asks for a fish, wants to give him a serpent, or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil and you know how to give good physical gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So, boom, Danny, what is clearly <laughs> the gift that God is giving without restraint to his people who asked. Hmm. Is it fish? <laughs> it's not. 
That's the Stone? analogy. Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Like, right? It's just, all you gotta do is read it. All you gotta do yeah. is open this up and read it and go, oh, that's what he will give liberally yeah. without restraint to his people who ask. When he says, I will give you whatever you ask for, it's your kingdom come, your will be done. The Holy Spirit is what we're supposed to be asking for. So if I say, God, I want something that's clearly not his will. Like, let's say it's clearly not his will. I want um, a Tesla. Yeah, well, I don't know. That if that's, I don't know. Will. That might be his will, people would say. <laughs> but let's let's say that I'm like, there was a there was a preacher in Pensacola years ago who was like, God, he, he literally stepped up in his pulpit. This is why some of the people came to our church and said, God told me to leave my wife and leave my family and go out on the road and be an evangelist. And I was just like, that wasn't God. No, that's not no. God. You know, he doesn't tell you to do things that are contrary to his will. That was indigestion. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm just saying there's, but we can do that with so many of these things. Yeah. And even with a Tesla, while that's not bad, obviously, or anything, but like we can do that. We can go like, God has told me I need, I had a guy at our collective this week who came up and said, I, I work with Mormons and they're always having these special revelations, which is a form of manifestation. And he's like, how do I argue with that? And I'm like, you really can't. But how scary is it? That your whole worldview is based off of your feeling of what you experienced. David a, Koresh, that's a, that a dream. Yeah, like that's Ooh. just crazy. What that's Joseph Smith is David Koresh based. I mean, let's just reimagine. So it, th these are just easy. Like you look at James five, and I know we can get into physical versus spiritual healing. I tend to believe that spiritual healing, but clearly within the context there, the asking and the healing, uh, the prayer of faith, saving the sick, and the anointing of oil, the elders. I mean, you can take it as like you can take it as physical there and then you have a problem, I think, or you can read it as I think James is reading and say, that is a remedy for the infirm, the, the, the person who has saved a brother from sin. It's like, that's, that's the context there in James 5. So I think just reading these passages, um, and that's, that would be my encouragement for anybody who's watching is just read scripture in context. Look at, look at what solid Christ following theologians have believed throughout the centuries and I mean, like, it's just easy to be like, oh, this sounds awesome. Like, let's but, do yeah. this. But it is funny because when you read it, right, I, it automatically pops into my head as the way I would use it in an argument or have used it in an argument in the past. Like that, I think that is how, like, is that just it's a lawyer hard to guard against it. Well, I'm saying like, when you read that, my thought goes to people that argue with Reformed theology where like, it's not fair because what if I really want to be a Christian, but I'm not chosen, then I'm not going to be a Christian. And this would be a passage I would look to and be like, that doesn't happen. That like you're never going to want the yeah. red meat like you've talked yeah. about in the past. Yeah. If you're a lot, you're never going to want it. And if you do want it, you got it. That's because it's already happened. You know, so like that's how that's what my mind goes to with this passage. So I do understand that if you have a certain belief system and you read things in the Bible, I understand how you kind of get there, which is why what you said is really important and bringing the context mm -hmm. in and trying to understand what Jesus was teaching here was not. And you can also follow it up like with the rest of his life and the stories that mm. he never taught his disciples. You believe you can be king of Jerusalem or king of Israel. You just believe it and you're going to be the king of Israel. And we can fix all of this and Rome will be gone if we just believe hard enough. Like that's never, it's never taken to the way that this application that people are trying to apply it to manifestation. It was, there's never any of that in the Bible. Yeah, like right, scripture is right. incredibly clear in the life of Christ and his apostles that... <laughs> Very, very rarely, very rarely, even in biblical times in the apostolic era, did God physically deliver. I mean, you can go to, to Daniel 3 and you can go to um, Daniel and the lions. Then you can go to some of these uh, and you can go to um, Paul being bit by the serpent on Malta. And, but then you can also go to like Jesus being crucified on a cross and mm -hmm. Paul being beheaded and John the Baptist being beheaded and John dumped in a pot of oil. Mm -hmm. And it seems it's, it's very clear in scripture that God is always far more concerned 
with his kingdom expanding in the face of the brokenness and mm -hmm. the sin and the treachery rather than by overcoming that as more than conquerors, yeah, you know, like, right. like by overcoming those physical, because we're not all, even if I don't die today, hopefully I don't, I'm going to die 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, like it's, it's going to get us. And what matters most is what, the, what happens by God's power through our life, by us taking responsibility and seeing the kingdom of God expand and continue on beyond our generation in time. Like that's what clear. would you say Christians should do instead, Adam, if they have this kind mm, of feeling that they want to, question. or they think that they even apply it to like prayer and faith, Take some thumbs. if they do believe <laughs> enough or pray hard enough, then it will happen. What, what, what can they do instead? So behind all the false ideas and worldviews, perhaps mindsets, practices that we've already discussed, I think lies a true desire that can really be met in Christ. And so when we, when we fall for the manifestation idea and practice, we're settling for far less than what is offered to us in the gospel. Absolutely. We yeah. settle for something we think will please us when we don't realize what is really offered to it's us Lewis who says, in the gospel. Lewis, the greatest thing, <laughs> who says, we have a day at the sea promised right. and we're playing with mud in the mud slums. Mud pies in the slums. Mm. Like so, we are, we're misunderstanding who God is and right. what he has called us to and what he actually wants yeah. for us because we're content to play in the slums with our mud right. instead of being at the sea. You know, which, that's the analogy. Yeah. Which shows that it's not the desire that's wrong. It's the what misplaced. we're trying to yeah. get in misplacing that desire. Yeah. We need to look higher and stronger and understand that in Christ... Further up, further in. Further and further in, in Christ, God has given us so much that all of heaven could give us no more. This is what's so beautiful. Like I just finished um, uh, the last battle with Spurgeon two mm. nights ago, the final Chronicles of Narnia. If, if you're Swimming listening up waterfalls. and you've never read Chronicles, it's, it is written for children. It is phenomenal. It is, yeah. it's so good. Oh, 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 okay, sorry. The last three chapters. And so we come to the last three and Spurgeon, my eight-year-old is sad. And yeah. even my six-year-old is sad because all the characters have died in Narnia mm -hmm. and the world. Um, not to rule, ruin it for you, but like the, the kids in the line, <laughs> the, the wardrobe, they, there's a train accident and they all die. And they're like, or most of them die. And they're, oh my God. they're, they're, they're yeah, no, so that's how, that's what Spurgeon is. He's like sad, like literally like, tears in his eyes, like they're all dead. But the call from Aslan mm. basically is let's go further up, further in. And they begin to run with no weariness. Like and the they further begin, they run, the and, faster and they run. Everything is beautiful and everything yeah. is as it should be. And they can recognize and things. They're seeing the beauty of this. And, and all of a sudden they're stepping, they're, Narnia is corroding behind them. But then as they look forward, they're seeing Narnia unfold. New Narnia. And, and, and they're going, they're going what's, what's, what's going on here? And, and then Spurgeon goes, wait, is this what it means? That there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth? And by the end of the book, Spurgeon's like, I want to go there. Amen. He's like exuberant and like Amen. happy, like because Amen. Lewis has captured in a very small form the beauty that life is not about us not dying <laughs> and not struggling and not wrestling. The, the beauty is that like this life will eventually be over. What we do for the kingdom of God here matters now because the mm -hmm. kingdom of God's rolling forward. New heavens, and new earth are coming, the resurrection that's coming, and that will be a life where the full manifest glory of God will be revealed in ways that we can't begin to imagine and that we get convoluted and wrong as if we think it's like this overhyped Christianese thing that's going to be happening. No, it's, it's this life without the ramifications of sin anymore because that's what God has said. That's what's going to happen. So we rest in, like, we find so much hope and comfort and renewal in that for today as we go through this crap, like as we yeah. go through the pain and the loss and the yeah. struggle and the, you know, not that we're going to be like manifesting that stuff away, 
God has said, hey, this is this is the world we live in. It's broken. I was going to say, like, back to the Daily Prophetic Post that I was reading the first time, like, the weariness is lifting and, like, wounds are healing. It says vision is emerging and stuff. Like, how do they give those references and then they read, like, through trials produces steadfastness and, like, you know what I mean? Like, clearly that is not, like, the message throughout Scripture at all, so. Yeah, it's not, um, you know, and— once again, this is very broad. So there are people who are trying to be biblically faithful who are yeah. like believing this and they're just misinterpreting based on bias. Like Peter said, they're seeing things a certain way and they they can't see another way. And I mean, we have our own biases. So what they they would probably say, in fairness to them, they would probably say the trials will still come, but it's what you do with them and, and the positive thinking that you have through them. And, mm -hmm. and when that trial comes, you can just manifest a positive attitude that's going to get you through and you're gonna be better in the long run for that. So I think that's what it they would say. Stronger, yeah, like, like, it's more not, sanctified. You know, and Kelly Clarkson, what doesn't to, kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Like, okay, let's just do this thing. Like, that's you know, and that's that jam. Yeah, like, <laughs> like let's jam let's to that. Play that. Or <laughs> on the even worse end, they'll say you're experiencing those things because you're not having the faith you should. That's the stuff that I think is which is we too random. Yeah. yeah, right. That's the stuff I think that we definitely condemn. But I do think people with certain personalities, and I can fall into this sometimes as well. It's like. You think something bad is going to happen, so you're ready for the worst. And then if something better happens, then you're okay. And I think that could be problematic and kind of depressing and maybe not taking a view that, you know, God is in control all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that should be an encouragement to people that have gone through this and have tried to manifest something and it hasn't happened and they're angry or disappointed or whatever it may be. I think we can talk about how we can try to comfort them through all of this. But I think a lot of this is... A lot of stuff that I think can be misdefined as manifestation is actually biblical and good, which is we should mm. feel comfort that God's in control. Yeah. We should feel comfort that the future is already won. Mm. And, you know, I think there is a lot of that. And that should affect our mood and how we are right now, now and how pessimistic or optimistic or happy <laughs> or sad or depressed or whatever we are now. Preach. Yeah. I think that yeah. that and, should and affect Romans us. And that Romans 8.28 says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, but right. not in the way that we think. <laughs> Correct. Not in the way that we think. So Work our thinking higher. just messed up. And By God, the way, can we yeah. manifest some greater AC for this thing? I am sweating through yeah. my shirt right now. <laughs> manifest some deodorant. I'm wearing a black shirt, so it's perfect today. You can't see my sweat. But- but I think that that is almost like when you're reading that, Danny, to me, it sounds like heaven. It's like, that's yeah. not going to happen here. Yeah. yeah. Like we know as Christians, that's not going to happen here. So you can pick whatever Bible verses you want. That's not what it's going to be like. But how do we deal with weariness? Why is there weariness? Mm -hmm. What's it going to look like in the future? What can we do and tell the people and grow the kingdom based on that? And that stuff actually can help us point more people to heaven and to Jesus. What you if just there was said, no weariness, what do we need Jesus for? Yeah. yeah. Everything you just said is, is where the deep and true magic really is. That's where we need to go. I'm so glad. I'm so glad hey, I was man. able to bring it back to magic. Yeah. Thank you. You didn't realize, but you were. <laughs> the deep magic from the dawn of time. Yes. <laughs> Older, before the dawn of time. Before the dawn of time, yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. Um, those are Narnia references. Again, you should read those seven books. They're amazing. Appreciate everybody being on the podcast. And um, let's just manifest a great week, guys. Thanks for listening to Out of Odds. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. Out of Oz is produced by Building 28 Church and Podcast Royale. You can find out more about this show and Building 28 by visiting outofozpodcast.com. New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.